0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Welcome here, one of the PJs cast. I'm your host, Pierce. Shanks, I'm my good pals, uh, Dylan and Jimmy. Um... How are we doing today, boys?
2: Tuesday, ain't it? Tuesday,
1: yes. ain't it? Tuesday, ain't it, bruv? For
0: me, at least, I am barely
1: awake. But it is uh, Tuesday, boys. British people when they see a drone, drone in it, drone in it. Anyways, um, what a wonderful opening. Yeah.
0: Uh, I hope we don't have a British audience.
1: <laughs> Not. A it's tape. funny. I like looking at our audience percentages and. I think 60% of our listeners are from the U S and it's like 30% from Canada. Then like, I think 5% from Germany and there's like 2% from Switzerland. So uh, a lot of the people the that are, uh, I don't think there's any from the UK. It's funny dude, because I think I know why Dude, we're not inclusive to Britain. That's no, right. we're, i I always look at the the like the like the demographics from each country and there's just like a bunch of random countries from all over the world that's like less than one percent it's just like it happened like one person from each country just happened to stumble upon our podcast like i've seen brazil like brazil was at one percent for like a month i'm like who the hell is from brazil and listening pj's cast come from come to brazil anyways um then I think there's, like, Australia. There's just, like, all these random countries. Um, I think Finland and Sweden are in there. That makes more sense just because we're hockey. But then it's just weird seeing, like, like the, the UK, I'm pretty sure, was in there. And there's Australia. Just, like, all these random – like, Portugal
0: and Spain. I'm like, what the hell? Anyways. I just don't understand why people in Sweden and Finland want to listen to three white guys talk about hockey. It just makes no sense to me. It's Very shocking. Okay, so um,
1: <laughs> the, before we start anything, obviously the Blackhawks uh had their uh one thing one against Vancouver, and then before that got destroyed by uh the Oilers five to two. But that was wow. kind of be expected. The interesting thing about uh Mark Andre Fleury and Vancouver was that that was his sixty eighth career shutout, and his first career shutout was eighteen years ago. On October thirtieth, two thousand three. Do you want to guess who that shutout was against? Vancouver. No, Blackhawks. (laughs)
2: So
0: his first shutout was against us. Yeah,
1: Yeah, with the dollar bill warts. Yeah, back in October thirtieth, two thousand three, like when ESPN was had the rights the first time and before the first lockout. So I just found that kind of interesting that this guy's been around for so long and he's still he's still killing it. And he was basically Mark
0: Andre Fleury is old. Is that what you're telling me? No, he's not. No, he's young. He's, he's very young. young he's young at heart.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 But it, it was That's basically good. the only reason uh, he, they won against Vancouver. And I remember we were talking about, like, why didn't they start him against uh, Edmonton? And now I think we understand why. Because uh, let, <laughs> just feed Lincoln into the Wolves against the Oilers and then give Fleury a bit of an easier night. Not that it was super easy for him, but, like, it's – no, Vancouver versus Edmonton. Saves, yeah. And it's yeah. funny just hearing his press, like his press conferences, like, I got to buy the post some dinner. It's like, no, I actually got to give him a new paint of coat. And I just I <laughs> love him so much.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have that kind of uh, energy after games. Honestly, even last year when they won, it was just like, okay, well, you know, on to the next game. And if they win, great. If they don't, you know, it's to be expected. It kind of feels like you got have guys like King and Flurry. It's nice. There's just kind of this energy around the team right now. You're seeing it, just kind of good everywhere. vibes. Yeah, good vibes. It's good vibes. But yeah, it's it's fucking great to see it with this team, man. Because there's there's been so much, so much negativity for lots of reasons. You know, I'm not gonna get back into. But so it's it's just nice. It's just nice to see stuff like this, man. It's appreciated. In the least, it's appreciated. Um. But uh, getting more into the uh, players' side of things, um, I believe we have Wyatt Kalinick uh, coming back up. Yeah, and then Riley
1: Stillman's going back yeah, on injured reserve. Me, not long-term um, injured reserve, but just injured reserve.
0: Can you explain to me how uh, Mr. Riley Stillman is on uh, IR, please? Uh, because uh, Eric Gustafson shoved another player into him. Oh, okay. Crazy, crazy. Okay, so...
1: Eric Gustafsson doing by any means necessary think, to keep his spot on the team.
0: You would think that uh, a team, you know, well, you would think that a, a management sees a player like that, right? You know, one that doesn't really do much for the team, uh, makes a lot of mistakes against the team, and at this point, <laughs> but enough about Seth teammate. Jones
1: against the Oilers. Yeah. Okay, man. The whole t- man. the whole team sucked
0: against. But the Oilers, you can't. Man. I mean, a guy like Eric Gustafsson. It's a good thing that you know they would definitely waive a guy like that, right? Instead of you know just keep him on the team and keep playing him even though he's a liability right wouldn't they do that
1: that's the it's the it's, it's the Anakin and Padme meme it's like Stan Bowman when he signs Eric Gustafson you're only going to play him seventh uh, uh, defenseman minutes right and it's just like the Blackhawks organization right <laughs> no they're no nope. and I thought they were gonna like when, when Derek King his kind of first few games Gustafson only played like there was like games where he played less than 10 minutes I'm like okay they finally yeah. they finally get it and then now they're playing him more and more, and that's just really confusing. Like Stillman's out, but you got Kalinuk. Like your your sixth defenseman should be just whatever combination, like Jones, Murphy, McCabe, DeHaan, uh, Kalinuk, and Joan, and the other Jones. It's like Airgusterson should not be in there, and the one Stillman's back. Like, he should be
0: set on waivers. I don't. I mean, yeah, there. that's
2: well i no, go.
0: Oh, no. I, I was going to say is that like, he really should be literally with... He should be with a team that needs a power play uh, boost. That's exactly where he should be. He should well, be anywhere away from this team. I mean, I'm not trying to be
2: that guy, but this team needs a power play boost. Yeah, they they haven't had a you? fucking power play goal in the last two weeks. So I'll take like, I'm team sorry. Team I'm not being positive team. about this team right now. They're exactly what I thought they were, and that Oilers game showed it. Like, <laughs> there's oh, And they got fucking shelled by a bad yeah. Vancouver team. You're just lucky. You're, you should just like Marc Andre Fleury should have like a fucking steak dinner last night in Calgary. Cause that's ridiculous. Like this team awesome. has not done a damn thing in the last two games and they need to wake the fuck up. Cause if they do that against Calgary, they will get shut out. Like it's plain and simple. They can't play like this against good teams and expect to win. And the Gustafson thing, it's like the only reason he's still on the team is because of injuries. And now that Stillman's out, that's just going to delay Gustafson getting sent down or moved even more because I don't think they want to bring up Bowden or Bodan or Mitchell or Ragula or any one of those guys. Yeah. Kalanuk was only in the minors for a conditioning stint and he was out for a long time so it's just like and they're still easing Caleb Jones back in so like I honestly give it like two more weeks and he's gone like yeah. but like the team the on ice perf- like product is just not good right now like yeah they're winning which is fine but they can't sustain this and that's the oh, one no, thing no, I no. feel like people need to realize. Like, I'm not going to have a couple bad wins against bad teams sh- overshade what ha- what is actually happening on the ice, which is not much change. They're blocking more shots, which is nice, but and the goaltending is obviously making uh, more saves, and I think their saves above expected is a little higher than it was at the beginning of the year. But if the special teams goes cold and they still can't score five on five, how are you going to beat the good teams? And I guess we'll find out against Calgary tonight. That's just that's just my two cents on the team right now. Yeah, it's
0: Well it's gonna be great. Uh, I Derek think King wins Jack Adams because Marc Andre Fleury becomes himself again.
1: How many times do we see a coach get fired because of not great goaltending and then the goaltending exactly. finally decides to show not like to place the blame on Fleury and Lincoln because the team in front of him is got absolutely god awful, but I mean, you brought this up, right. Dylan, like the team hasn't like just had this drastic change. Like they're still getting outplayed a lot of nights, but I think it's mostly like the the vibe towards the team that were different. There's like actually com- more competitiveness and, and yeah, that game against Vancouver was not, was not pretty, but like at least in the third period, like there was a good, like for like a good 15 minutes, they only allowed like a couple shots towards that like thing at the end where Connor Garland was like right by the net and that, that video of him. <laughs> But yeah, most of, a lot of uh, a lot of this turnaround has to do with marc Andre Fleury. I think his save percentage was like in the low eight hundreds, and now you look at his save percentage, it's at, it's at like nine ten now. Like he's the way he's I like turned think... around is ridiculous yeah. right now. They
0: weren't bad because of goaltending before, but they're surviving because of goaltending now.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, So yeah. how it's. That's almost like a. A chasm of what the last like three years has been for this team they live and die yeah. by their goaltenders and it's been like that since 1920 with Leonard and Crawford or honestly it's been like that since no, Crawford's it's been it's around
1: really, I feel like it's, it's been, been like that since
2: they 16, won the 17. cup yeah oh, honestly yeah. you're right yeah 15, Crawford was hanging a
0: bit but 16-17 yeah. is where that really started to happen and it's just been the same story ever since defense is rough and the goaltending is immaculate and they win games and the offense is above average you know borderlining on elite yeah. times so they can rely but on
2: it that that's the problem now because the offense is not above average they are below no. average if anything they're not good on offense they're a terrible five on five they barely generate chances like i just need one effort from this godforsaken team where from start to finish they are the better team I don't need a 40-minute effort. I don't need a 20-minute effort where you sneak out a win. I want a full 60-minute effort from this fucking team because I'm sorry if they want to actually because no one said that this team's rebuilding. Apparently, they're still competing for a playoff spot. If you want to compete for a playoff spot, you have to actually prove you can hang with the big teams. And like Tuesday and Friday are going to be those tests. They play the Flames and the Blues you mm-hmm. You going you got to fold over and die in the in the first 9 minutes of the game like you did against Edmonton or are you going to try to hang? That's what I want to know. They Cuz they've only hung Calgary, they they, they've hung with like two good teams this year. They hang, they hung with the Hurricanes at home that one time and they hung with a crappy Leafs team that was struggling, but now they're fine. So, like uh, looks good on you. I'm sorry. Like I just can't Oh, no. You're I can't wrap right. my head around right. this false hope right now because we did this shit with Carlton when he got an, in charge and like Derek's awareness to tell you that this isn't a fucking sustainable way of winning, and that's just what it comes down to at the end of the day. And I don't want everyone to just be blinded to that because they're finally in the win column for the first time, and like, or have a sustain substantial win streak for the first time since like March of last year. So, or like a good run. I don't know. I'm just. This team frustrates me still. I don't. It is frustrating. They need to figure it out on the power play. Penalty kill's fine. Five on five is just abysmal. Like I,
0: I, I. Think I, I the Biggest hmm? issue is the the offense, man, because they actually have a good team. They have a good team on paper up front. They really do. yet they're squandering yeah. that. Yeah, doesn't like have a goal it.
2: in ten games. Tave still doesn't have a goal. Yeah. It's um, so like you he can't win like Debrun that. It's like
1: DeBrink and it. Kane that are doing the heavy lifting. It's, what oh,
0: else is new? Hegel too, though Hegel's been great offensively. He's been, I think, maybe the yeah. most underrated
2: forward. Hegel can't it, be your he's third the best only, scorer. He's though. The only best guy that's Probably. like
1: consistently driving play at a very high level. Him and Taves. Yeah, and like, Doc that sh- like that. Like No, solid, Doc has not been no, great.
0: No. no. And they need him to be.
1: And like, gonna, it's not but, all lost for Doc. Like, I think he's been really good defensively, but I just yeah. feel he's like way too timid when he's in the offensive zone like he doesn't use his mm-hmm. body to his advantage he doesn't shoot the puck like he's just always deferring to Kane to Brinken. I mean understandable but like there's sometimes where you just got to take matters into your own hands. and just use a shot or drive to the net like he's got all the skill in the world he's just gotta he's gotta put it together and I feel like that's always been the thing with Dak like great like there's I, don't, I have no con- really no concerns about his defensive game like as uh, only a 20 year old he's very solid at the end of the game it's just he's got to how to put it all together in the offensive end, which we're what we're kind of waiting for. And
0: he's well, he's twenty. He'll yeah, he'll,
1: he'll be twenty-one. 20 in like are he's still he'll be very perfectly young. fine.
0: It's
2: I just think you want
1: to you, see more out of him.
2: Yeah, I just think you gotta you gotta move him off that line now because yeah. it's clear he's not ready for that role. Um, I really, honestly think you need to look at putting Dylan Strom back in that role or Henrik Borgstrom in that role, just someone in between DeBrinken and Kane because like. I've I've always felt that this team excels at its most when Kanyan Dubrkin are on a line. You have Taves and Kubalik on a line if they can ever wake the fuck up, and then you have Doc running his own line on the third line. I always thought that was how this team was going to succeed. If Kirby Doc's weren't running his own line, he's the facilitator on that line. Put him with guys like Kurshev and maybe like a Mike Hardman because Mike Hardman can create space, and then Doc has more clarity on the ice or whatever. They just need to find some way to get him going, and the only way I feel like Kirby Dot gets going is when it's his line and he's under control. Like when he was succeeding on the power play, it was because he was on the second unit and he was the quarterback of that unit almost. Yeah. I don't know. There's just no, it's, th- it's there's got to of- be more answers than just like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just
0: well, as much as we called for Doc to break. Get a little more, more creative with lines. Yeah. It's just not working at the moment. It's not. And, you know, we've obviously, you know, over the past couple three years or so with Jeremy Carlton, the uh, big issue has been that he uh, doesn't allow his lines to get chemistry, but I feel like right now you're just, like we've said, you're just seeing a guy who isn't ready for that role. It's, it's kind of like a slight way of throwing a guy down to the AHL, put him on the third line, let him get his confidence back. He runs his line. He doesn't have to worry about playing with Patrick Kane and Alex to break it. Just you know, give him, that, give him a more relaxed role. I think that's exactly where he needs to be. And
1: here comes my shitter, get off the pot segment of the podcast. So, um, looking at the lines, I actually liked that line of Hagel, Taves, and Strom against Vancouver. Like, that was really the only line that was noticeable because... Yeah, I didn't watch, but were they really good? Yeah, right. that like their Corsi and stuff was like in the sixties. Like that was really the only line doing anything. And I would like to see that line going well, forward.
0: If, if there's blue, then it's it's okay, I don't have to watch the game. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Why actually watch the game exactly. when you
1: know. got I started. just
2: watched the deserved a winometer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just sitting in bed
0: watching it go back and forth. That's my that's my real game. I don't get blackouts for the deserved a winometer, so I can't complain. <laughs>
1: Um, but I, I like that line. I hope they give that another look like Dylan Strom. We, we just need to you need to find a consistent role for him. And if that's what it is, if it's that him, that's not him playing the center. If or... it's him playing the <laughs> wing, like do it, man. And yeah, DeBrinken and King just put literally any any center between them, like put Borgstrom or got it like between Aaron and
0: Kane again. You really yeah. just slap whoever you want with there.
1: Yeah, they're that good. I think like they, they have, have that a chemistry like and
2: synergy. Orchstrom's had a chance at them already and had some success, too, earlier in the yeah, year. like,
1: I don't know. Why not give that a chance? And then your third line, go Kubelik, uh, like, Doc and Khrushchev or something. Like, put your offense... I'm, I am i don't know what it is, but they like just like to put, like, this grinder on every line. You know what? I'm okay having a line, like, dedicated to grinders. Like, if you want to put Kara with uh, Carpenter and Hartman, I'm fine with that. But stop giving Reese Johnson time and stop putting kurashev on the fourth line with carpenter shit oh or get God. off the pot play him in the mm-hmm. play him with skilled offensive players because he looks lost right now he's taking all these offensive zone penalties so For either sure, you put yeah. him on a line with offensive skills to get him going or put him in the ahl where we've seen guys like reichel nylander and hell even Connolly, flurchley even josea slavin's having a great start in the ahl like oh.
0: Get let Please. him in a place to succeed. Yeah, is that a place? Kucherov's not going to do anything in your fourth line. No, neither was Strom. Strom didn't, and Kucherov didn't. I think I'm starting to wonder if Kucherov might be uh, not under the best graces with Derek King because ever since King got here, he's just kind of shoved him down there, hasn't he? Yeah. Kershev
2: did game. it to himself in, his first ten, in the first 12 games. No, he so, hasn't I mean, done the guy, himself any favors. guy doesn't have a goal, and he had one nice assist, but that assist came because he was coming out of the penalty wait. box after taking an offensive zone penalty. He has so, a goal? I, I he no, a goal. he hasn't. No. He doesn't. No, he's got like, like he four five like assists in
0: 17 games, which is yeah, not yeah, good he, enough. you need to just get him down there already. He needs to be down there. The guy's like, wait, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been able to catch as many games lately, but I've liked what I've seen from Hartman. Just put keep him there with Kara and Carpenter. chef can go down. Yeah, keep
1: him on the fourth line. Just like no, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. They I don't like the need to. They're not
0: gonna. They're. I know they want to go for the playoffs. I guess if if they are, that's that's not a move. You know that makes any sense for them. But, um, I don't know. I I if you want just another body bring Connolly up and maybe you could call nylander Slayer. up give Slayer. him a shot
1: this team is oh, having duh. trouble yes. scoring goals nylander. like and as much as we should on nylander like his first season i think he had 10 goals and i believe all of them were on five on five i could be wrong like well, just we give him well we
0: said give him ahl time well, not always but we've said at times you know like let him get his confidence he got his confidence give him a shot it's better than letting the same guy make the same mistakes. But when
1: you call him up, don't put him on the fourth line, I feel. Put him with players that are going to get him puck.
0: Center to Brinkett
1: and Kane. Let him do that.
2: That's what Kershiv should be doing right now. Because honestly, this lineup just screams Tyler Johnson needs to be here because if Tyler Johnson was healthy, this center situation would be a lot easier to throw Doc down in the third line, put Johnson up on the top line something like that, but my thing right now is I don't think Derek King trusts anyone to take that slot in between them, and I just don't know why he won't throw, like, a Porkstrom or a Kirsch up there right now.
1: Or even wouldn't, wouldn't
2: hurt Nah, him. if Gaudet's in the doghouse, he's going to get yeah, waived true. eventually, yeah. honestly. Like, I, I feel bad for the guy, but like, if he's not playing right now with how bad they're scoring, he's never going to play. Yeah, just the way it is. got to find a way a trade, they wave
1: him, they can't waive him because he's got to have some trade value.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I have no idea why Adam Godet's not playing. Like absolutely no fucking idea. I don't know
1: either. And Reese Johnson's getting regular minutes. Like he- that's what I'm saying. It, it, listen, <laughs> he's not for, good. Could,
0: I would put Godet in over Kershaw or J- Johnson easily. I I put him in over Kershaw though easily. Like Kershaw's not doing anything. Give Godet a shot. Let him play. And we we said this with Colleton, too. Just let the guy play. But they it, it it it's it, you know what this feels like. It feels like that, that dumb uh, Josh Levo narrative. And, uh, remember that? Like four years ago in Toronto. Oh, no, no. no not I'm not a that. Leafs fan. Hey, you listen to the SDP.
1: Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Frank all, Corrado, too. What they're having on the show.
0: You you live in Canada. You hear about the Leafs enough already. Oh, my. I was Frank Corrado. The Frank Corrado era. What a special time in Toronto. I'm so glad we passed.
1: When that on. was their biggest concern and not Mitch mm-hmm. Marner. Go. Oh man,
0: not <laughs> Nick know, Ritchie. No, it's not Mitch Marner
2: anymore. It's Nick Ritchie now. Oh,
0: you're right. Nick you're Ritchie. right. But he hit a guy Pierce, so I, I don't have to worry anymore. Yeah, he hit a guy. and right. got an assist, and he's so. better
1: than William. They should have taken him over William Stop. Nylander. Okay, or pardon me, Squilliam Floatlander. <laughs> Anyways, enough I, about the Leafs. Uh, going back, I, an I entire think
0: podcast segment about Camp and Kasha That's what I need. That's exactly what I need.
1: From their World Junior heroics to being on the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> together, is that I mean, real? Is that yeah, true? I believe they played junior hockey in the Czech Republic together, and then they no played shit. on the World Junior team, and then now look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Small world. That's them right now. Um, Self project. Right. Oh,
2: sorry. Oh, I was gonna go say, ahead, going go back ahead.
1: to Derek King. That's why I don't oh. think he is the long The, the long The answer long term, <laughs> because. Obviously, he's brought a great vibe to this team, but if you really like, and I think it's a good thing. They're probably waiting till the the end he's of the season right. to do their head coach search because obviously you give Derek King to kind of prove who he is as a coach. And I think we kind of have a pretty rough idea. Like they compete harder, but obviously like the numbers still aren't in their favor. And it's not even he's that still
0: they're... an AHL coach for the most part.
1: I still think he could be assistant coach, but he's definitely not. Oh, I hope coach. he's an ass coach.
0: Yeah, he'd be great. as
1: an athlete? ass coach. I'm pretty uh, sure there's New like Joe a with
0: Derek King next to him, please.
1: I'm pretty sure there is a. I forget. There's like a. It was one of the Montreal, like, one of the twenty-four Habs like Cup victories, but like on the Cup, there's like one of the 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 system managers, and it just puts ass man, and then it's like the general manager's <laughs> name. I'll have to look up that picture, but that's whenever I think of like oh uh, ass coach, ass manager. God, um, I
0: can't wait to be an ass coach one day. My one dream,
1: but. Yeah, like I think I think that's smart that they're waiting till the end of the season because then like who knows what coaches could be fired, like how Kalant could be on his way out again just because <laughs> I don't know, because Because the Rangers suck. Well it's not even that they're doing bad. It's like I'm pretty sure both Florida and Vegas were like in playoff spots when they
0: when he got fired, so
1: you know, it's 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 a trend, I guess. So but yeah.
0: But no. There will be options. Bruce Boudreau will probably still be out there. Yeah, has not any talk surrounding him. That's the guy. That's the guy whose drum we, well, you guys, I'd say, have been beating the most. But um, what else is there out there, really? I, I hope they don't touch on. Like, yeah. So it's not. It is kind of slim pickings out there, isn't it? With no, the yeah,
1: there is Claude Julien. Like Claude Julien wouldn't be bad either, because you look at it would be horrible the possession stats that he's had. But I just look at Bruce Boudreau, the second best. I think it's the second best winning percentage in like regular season history. Who gives a fuck about his playoff stats. Like, just you want to get to the playoffs <laughs> in the first place.
0: Yeah, no, you're. They're not. We said this. They're not going to be a cup team. Just let this team grow. Make the playoffs. Make the first round. You know, don't lose in it continually like the Leafs and uh you know, profit, profit from there. So yeah, I man, it, it it is kind of tough like trying to think of any great option besides Bruce Poudreau, but hopefully that's the guy they go for. I I've gotten I'm too I'm too much on the bandwagon, I need that to happen. So um <sighs> very quiet podcast yeah
1: uh vancouver they're, it's still funny it's they're still struggling it's it reminds me of the jack eichel situation because it just feels like there's so much like talk around the team but nothing is had like nothing has happened and uh, like it, it just How's seems like been
0: vancouver for so long they're just ever ever since the bubble they're just hilariously bad or they're just there
1: and I just, I just keep seeing these tweets. It's like everyone in Vancouver, like they're not feeling safe. They're seeing tense. They're feeling tense about their jobs, and I feel like I've been seeing that tweet for like the past
0: few games they've been playing, and and nothing has happened yet. Oh, forty shots. They get they get forty shots in the game for once, and they can't get a single fucking puck passed. Yeah, that's that's a struggling team. Like even when you play that well, nothing of it.
1: Nothing. Against Chicago, no less. Like this Against Chicago. This isn't against Calgary, who has shut out a team like every second game or whatever it is.
0: I, I'm pretty sure they've shut out they've shut out teams more than some teams have wins.
1: Yeah. I think they have yeah. seven shutouts in like 19 games, and I'm pretty sure that's like Yeah,
0: or not just like the Coyotes, like a lot of probably the Hawks. I think the Hawks have seven wins. I don't even think they have six. That. Yeah. Six. <laughs> they have more shutouts than the Hawks have wins. Like, yeah, this is a crazy good team. Yeah, Yeah. it's almost like
2: Jacob Markstrom's a good goalie and last year was an outlier. Who would have thought? Also, Oliver Schillington's been really good for them this year. And Johnny Goudreau's bounced back. And (laughs) that's
1: why I I was skeptical about Calgary. I didn't know who they were, but now they have an identity under Daryl Sutter. Like, not only are they producing offense, but, like, obviously the goaltending helps, but they're not giving much up either. I think I saw that... uh, their first line of Goudreau and uh, like I think it was Lindholm and Kanchuk. They haven't been on the ice for a five-on-five goal against, which is ridiculous. And that is ridiculous. And just with how wide open that Pacific Division is, besides Edmonton and probably Vegas, if they get healthy all at the, right at the, at the same time, like this could. Year where they make a deep run, but I feel like we've said that before. Like even yeah, last year, have. I'm like, hey, it's it's wide open. They could do something. So I think it's a great start for the pani Has been amazing. Like there's legitimate talks that like, he might be on. He's the, gonna make Team Canada. He's team Canada it. Olympic team.
0: He doesn't even need Crosby to get him there. He's the <laughs> ultimate he's the, he's like the next generation Chris Kunitz man. He just gets himself there with his grit and his scoring. Hey,
1: he doesn't have four stamps. Magiapani. So. <laughs> yeah, like nah.
2: He's not that would no, the Chris Kuna to be exact. If Zach Hyman made the Olympics yeah. team, if Magia Ponti made it, he yeah. did that on his own accord. 15. The fact that do you have as many goals as Alex Ovechkin right now just isn't as, as impressive as it is. Like, I, oh my gosh! I don't know how, and he's he, not playing with the top guys. Like, it's amazing. Like, he and uh, he
0: and Troy Terry, well, no, Troy Terry makes it still doesn't blow my mind because he's playing with he plays with guys like Getzlav and Zegers, he's playing with some pretty you know high level players. How, where the fuck did this come from with manjipani like he's always had good like underlies,
2: but Holy he shit. was he was putting it together last year, like I think mm-hmm. he had like twelve goals or something I don't know, but like oh, he God. had more goals yeah. than he did in the previous year in a shortened season, so
0: and I feel like last year he
2: had last year he has more now, which is well, just been insane, yeah, I just remember last year um Calgary was having a rough year, and the only positive I kept hearing out of there was oh um is actually returning into a top six forward. And everyone kind of like shrugged it off because they were like, "Oh, no, the numbers aren't there yet." Well, the numbers are are there now. So (laughs) he had last season. He's a late bloomer. Like I think he was uh,
0: 14 assists, and now he has 15 goals in one third of the games.
2: He also had that big world championship.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, which I know Team Canada like the they they'll take that into consideration. I ultimately I don't think he makes the Olympic team, but I think that's
0: a great story. No, he needs to make it. You don't know. I need to see Andrew. Well, Matthew I would love to see. I would Canada, love to s- do that.
1: Be so. Well, I'd love to see him, but like, I'm not Team Canada, so
2: <laughs> yeah. Team Canada is gonna take a vet over him. You know Joe- that will
0: bring Joe Thornton over
1: him.
2: No, they're gonna bring no. Patrick
1: Marlowe, who hasn't played a game this year, and put him on the team. <laughs> uh, he
0: was a yeah sixth rounder in twenty
1: fifteen. Yeah, I am pretty sure he was an overager. He's like a late bloomer. He's Probably one of those David. guys where he sure. uh, he got better and better as his OHL careers got on, and then he worked his way through through the AHL and through the NHL, and he's just getting better and better. So I think that's a it's a great story, and I believe he also has a contract coming up this year, so he's going to get hella paid. Ooh,
0: good for yeah. him, oh, yeah. Yeah, and eventually he's he'll be scared of bag. Can't wait to trade goals. him for Kubelik
2: straight up. 15 goals, two assists. So fucking stat line. <laughs> I love that. It's the Nolachari stat line. Then Magia Pani's going to have to
1: fight for Kane over number 88. At least I think that's what Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's um, funny. But I just wonder if they're, like, are they actually legit? I think I need to see more of this. Like, obviously, they're off to a great start, but it's only 19 games. In, but if they can keep this up. 2015, man.
0: 2015. Yeah. Not the same style. Like, they actually Oh, have that's legit, completely opposite. Bully, like, they were running but...
1: gun, did not have good goaltending. Like, it was most of their offense. But now they got the offense and the defense and the goal. Like, they're just such a complete team. And I feel like every year, like, like every like second year they made the plus. I think it was 2015, no. then 2017, then 2019. But each time, except for 2015, <laughs> they were out quickly in the first round. And I don't think that's going to happen this year. But oh man, I would love to see Calgary and Edmonton in the second
2: round. God. I just realized that they're the Western Conference Flyers. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh my god, they are. Every other year they do something. It's like, was it tw- was it 2019 when they were first in the conference, right? And they lost to Colorado. Or, like, yeah, first in the West. Like five yeah. Games. Yep. yeah. And Gaudreau had like 100 something points. Like, that's why, like, I feel like this doesn't 90, surprise 90, me as much 14. as it should. Cause, like, I feel like they were just having two bad years in a row. And then, like, we saw what they did three years ago. So it's like everyone's still there. They're just figuring it out. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. Jacob, if Jacob Marsh can keep this up, he's going to win the Vezna. Like, it's just, that's just the way it is. Like, he has been unbelievable this year. And it. <laughs> God, I hope the Hawks can get a go on in the night because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if they score one, it happens to the Calgary, best of I'll us be getting heavy. shut
1: out against Calgary because like seven teams <laughs> have been shut out
0: by them so far. That's crazy.
2: And then Vladar hasn't even been bad for him either, right? Like he's no, been pretty no good. Darth too.
0: Vladar, baby.
2: Darth Vladar, my boy. And I've never seen that trade in the offseason, too. I was like, really? A third round pick for him? And all right, yeah, pretty good backup. Better than Riddick, I guess so yeah.
1: Uh, yeah yeah and that's why I was skeptical to choose Calgary because I've always Very like chosen like. to be this team that could potentially make a run like have a great regular season and then wave maybe a around or two but I've always been bitten by that so like this year I'm like okay I don't know who they are I don't know their identity so I'm just gonna not choose them to make the playoffs and then I get bit this time because it looks like they have an identity with uh, Daryl Sutter so I mean it's awesome oh, yeah it's good to see Calgary doing well, so it's not like I'm, like, butthurt by, by them doing well. So, if I can see Calgary and Edmonton in the first round or in the second round, like, yes, please. Oh, yeah.
2: I, can't, and- I don't
1: even remember the last year there was a battle of Alberta, certainly not in my lifetime.
2: No. And this is going to be the best it's been in a long time because, I mean, the Oilers are just rolling. So, yeah. That's going to be like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object when they face each other, especially with their play styles. Like, the Oilers are the running guy. They're like like the teams. They are the one who knocks. uh, Like, Jesus. They're like the (laughs) early 2010 (laughs)
1: Washington Capitals.
2: Yeah. Honestly, that's a perfect comparison. Just in terms of like, glow trotter offense. Like, oh my gosh. And it's just crazy because, like, I didn't even know they didn't have Darnell Nurse this whole time. Like, That's right. Duncan Keith had the that. most What the heck? Day, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, he had, like, 25 minutes against the Hawks. <laughs> and then he almost hurt Brandon Hagel. Uh, I was uh, like, well, that's great. Because <laughs> I, I remember know, so my does. Like, really right, good. So, I was like, who's Keith going to size up on this team? Because he doesn't like him when he was on the team last year. Because I, I thought Keith was going to take a run at someone. Because he always does. But now he just totally decided weird. to almost was Hagel's shoulder open again.
1: And who was who would hurt still? In? I think it was Tyler Mott. No, it wasn't Tyler well, Mott. It was Tyler Mott? No, was, yeah. hit
2: Mott into yeah, um, yeah, there like, Mott. It was a Blackhawk sandwich, you know. Two Blackhawks in a former Blackhawk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um that no,
0: was that was uh, horrible. Can you guess who's
1: fourth horrible? in NHL scoring right now? Um, Troy Terry. Uh, no. No. No, it's it's uh, not Kyle.
2: Ovechkin. It's um Say like Kyle it's me, I guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. I think you're right. No, it's Nazim Kadri Oh yeah, he's got like 19 points in his last nine games or something. That's what? ridiculous. Stop it. Yeah, McKinnon went out and he just went world beater status. Like
0: so, okay. This is the worst year to like to be busy with to be busy with other things because so much is happening with this.
2: Oh, I was just
1: as surprised when I saw it as you were. Like all this to get suspended in the first we're, round again.
2: I know, right? <laughs>
0: Listen, I understand that, like, the league, I've we always talk about it, unpredictables can be. There's something about this season that's just different. Like, there's – everything's happening it's this chaotic. season. It's chaotic. Kyle, it's great, though. For it better is or for worse. Like, I feel like we're transitioning into a different kind of generation of hockey and kind of almost perfect poetically that ESPN is now – like, this is ESPN's first season. We're seeing all these guys um, – like hitting new levels, Kyle Connor is still up there in that top ten. That's a young guy who's going to be good for a long time. Troy Terry jumps out of the scene. Trick ended like last night. <laughs> yeah, sixteen games. He's no Patrick Kane, but oh well. But no, I feel like we're seeing a lot of a lot of like faces pop up. We're seeing guys rejuvenated. Matt Shane has twelve goals. <laughs> like,
2: is this twelve? Matt Shane got a natural hat trick last weekend. Against yeah. Montreal.
0: To put this in perspective,
1: yeah. Matt Shane yeah. had 13 points in 34 games last year.
0: He has he 12 goals in 18 games. This yeah, year. And, and 19 points all Fucking crazy. It's so cool, man. Mikhail Granlin has 19 points. I wonder who he's playing with. Uh, I'm just going to run some names out of here just throw them at you. Like, this is just, I'm literally this is
1: looking at the stats right now. So. Yeah, 19
0: <laughs> points for Gutslav. He's a point per game. Yeah. On my fantasy game. team. On your fantasy team. You're so what if smart. Ryan Getzlaff makes the Olympic team. Oh, oh my god. No. Totally. I could totally see it happening with like the, the veteran mindset, you know? Oh um, totally. JT Miller is up there as he always seems to be. Yeah, he's despite always that god awful team. Like
1: he's gonna I think he has a year left, he has to get traded. Or if Vancouver's going to keep there. him and be like, hey, we're going to we're going to make the playoffs next year. We're going to sign him an extension.
0: We're going to do it again. Elias <coughs> Holmes having his beginning of the year just like heater as he always. He has been
1: kind of
2: quietly underrated for the last few years. Three years, yeah. Here... Since he's gotten to Calgary, he's been like a seventy-point player. No yeah. one talks about. It, but... Like hovering right to around point per game.
0: Kuznetsov with twenty-two points. Obviously, a lot of that is Ovechkin, but that definitely doesn't hurt Ovechkin at all.
2: I just laugh because we all knew Kuznetsov was an eighty five point player. It's just he had his head up his ass for the last three years. So like it's a matter if you wanted to try I, it's, get I'm it not, not even surprised at this but, point. Wow. Like good on Washington for not trading him, I guess. I was like, so sure that he wasn't but, gonna get it figured back out in Washington. He
0: was gonna go somewhere else and then he was gonna do this.
2: Also helps that backstrops out, so he has to be the guy. It's not like he's the second guy.
0: Did not know that. Oh. No. Yeah, we took advantage.
1: Shit. This hurts. Columbus is ten six and zero. We don't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> let's <laughs> just uh, move on let's from just that.
0: Leave that there.
1: Um, I want to talk about another metropolitan team, the New York Islanders, because uh, they Ooh. played their first games at uh, UBS Arena. I almost put USB Arena. That'd be cool.
0: I'm sorry. I have, I keep hearing IBS Arena, and it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, I hate God. it. Go on. Everyone's
1: that. in the line of the bathroom. We need to fucking shit right now. <laughs> Stop
0: <it. laughs> I hate myself that That's I so do
2: rude. that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay.
1: the New York Islanders obviously, I think they had a 13-game road trip to open up their season and everyone was like, oh, they, they, they suck. Well, they haven't played a game on home ice yet. That's being on the road for thirteen games straight that's gonna be rough. But then they go play against Calgary, and I think they lose. But I mean, who hasn't lost to Calgary? There's...
2: And, and I, then they I, lose I scored Toronto.
1: Yeah, they scored. They scored two goals, as a matter well. of fact, but not against Toronto. And Joseph Wall. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One might hey, even I, say Wonderwall. I, I, yeah, well we we talked about it on the last show. Like they have. They're an injury. They're in the injury gulag and they're in the COVID gulag. Cause like that, yeah. they have, I think four or five guys in COVID protocol. And then they have three guys injured on top of that. They are basically starting the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. I don't, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help that Matt Barzell has like eight points in like 16, 17 games mm-hmm. or something like 15 so, games. I think now it's not good. Ooh. Can't win like that. Um, yeah, I mean, but... Wallstrom seems to have cooled off from his hot starts of the season. That doesn't help. They're back end... They're. Top two best defensemen are out long term, ones with COVID, the others with a knee injury. Yeah. Um, Bailey,
0: Bailey is it's Bailey, Bellows, Green, Johnson, and Pollock. Yep, that's not fun right there. Yeah, not fun. Players, effective players.
2: And then um I don't know what's going on with Varlamov, but I know Sorokin's kind of had the big load this year. I think I think Varlamov's coming off an injury, so that's probably why. But um. Sorokin's basically been their only bright spot. Stevie can agree yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> I it i I, I, I want to say the Islanders can figure it out, but man, they gotta get healthy Dude, first if, yeah if they if they keep oh, going man. through all
1: these injuries man like ooh, that's gonna
2: be yeah tough. season's gonna be over faster than yeah. you think and like it, you need guys that like you won't usually step up to step up like you gotta get something out of guys like Paul Mary and Paggio right now mm-hmm. who I feel like have had really slow starts to the season. Uh, you need them to really start contributing. Does someone tell
0: them it's the playoffs
1: and they'll show up?
2: Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they, they just
0: look. There's no energy with that team right now. They look.
1: How could water. you when you half your team's out? Like, yeah, uh,
0: I was. I and you're playing
1: on the road for 13 games.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. exhausted. Like, <laughs> I I watched um, the Leafs Islanders game on Saturday. It was the first game the in a long time. Uh, and um, yeah, I, that's like the term I think I'm going to use the most with that team they just looked at in the water I there there was a there was an Islanders power play where I shit you not I don't know who the point men were I think it was Dobson somebody else and they just played catch it was like I thought the you think the Hawks power play is bad the Islanders power play looks like it looks like kids at a pickup just messing around like there's no urgency there's no creativity to get them moving the puck around it's just shots it's just shots from the outside and when it's five on five it's the same thing it's just typical point shots or a harmless you know shot from the slot and i understand yeah they've got injuries but you gotta do something like that i don't know like they can't i don't know how to say it man like i don't know i feel like you can't be like you said Schmidt. you need guys to step up and they have nobody stepping up right now. So I guess this is just what you get when nobody steps up. It, it looks like the Hawks in their first 12 games. It's horrible.
2: To be yeah. fair, they're only 15 games into the season, too. They still got over 60 they games the left. Of
1: the doubt, but they got yeah. to turn it up. Well, that's going to kick you in the old. They got a, a record now.
2: They're 5-8 and 2, and I'm looking at their like next yeah. coming like seven games or so. They got a lot of division games. They got a lot of home games, and they have no back-to-backs, I think, through this entire thing. So they have one back to back, and that's with the Red Wings and Blackhawks in like two weeks. So you get you you get the Rangers, Penguins, Rangers, Flyers, uh, Sharks, and all those are either at home or at the Rangers or the Flyers. So it's very really close travel. I think they got three days off before their game tomorrow. So, cause they played Sunday. Right. So I guess that's two days off, but, um, get little a little tender. bit of a rest. Yeah. yeah. It's not a lot of travel. You're going to be at home a lot. Like this is going to be the time for everyone to get healthy and bounce back. They really need to take like this
0: home stand, everything. Like they need to take advantage of this. And I, it's a I, lot of I, divisional honestly, games. Yeah. And I honestly as a fan. I give them the benefit of the doubt for those first you two games do. at home. Because like you said, dude, it's taking taken it's, the Tampa Bay Lightning games.
2: to the brink back-to-back years in Game 7. Like, they deserve yeah. the benefit of the doubt.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, well, 13 games on the road, dude. Like, they're they're. it's going to take time to, you know, to find your game coming back home. Even with the new arena. Like, that's, that's you know, you're in a new place, new environment, everything. You need a little bit of time. It's It kind of sucks you didn't have that off-season to, you know, kind of get used to it and uh, kind of make a new home there, but...
1: Yeah, that's another Um, thing. Like that, again, they brought Tampa to a game seven. Like they didn't have as long as an off season as others did, and then you got to go on a thirteen game road trip, new arena. Like it's probably tough to adjust things, but at the same time, you gotta figure it out, or else it's gonna be tough to make the playoffs.
0: I feel like maybe I'm maybe I'm going. I'm looking at this too hard, but I feel like that does matter. Like you said, like the, the new arena. I feel like that does matter me. I don't know if you it's the biggest thing, but it's home. certainly got to be a, a switch up at least. No, exactly. It's a factor. It's definitely something. It's well, especially when you like in, you mentioned the road trip, the thirteen fucking games. So, I would imagine they definitely get things going. Going they they later. have to. Like I just can't imagine yeah. a
1: world with the New York Islanders not in the playoffs, especially with that how very trots Trotches... is. Close. Yeah. But, but that being said, if the Islanders miss the playoffs and then trots get fired, you know, not bad for the Blackhawks there, but do you think he gets
0: fired if they miss the playoffs?
1: Oh god, no. Like I feel oh. their playoff runs like it's He's one year. One. Like I think this everyone
0: happened. gets
1: one, and he's gone. He's yeah, gone yeah, Spider Man. Everyone, everyone
2: gets, gets one. Yeah, um, it's not that. It's also just Lou Amorello is not the kind of guy to make a rash move. Out of oh no, hour. not at all. And he's a calculated person. And yeah. we've
1: seen elite teams miss the playoffs. Remember Tampa Bay? I think it was 2016-17. Like 17. they were just ravaged with injuries, and they missed the playoffs by like one point. They still almost made it. And I think Toronto made it ahead they like one point. Almost make it, yeah. If Tampa Brady makes
0: up party was Yeah, if
1: Tampa game. makes that makes the playoffs that year, I think they beat Washington in the first round because that's who they would have played. They might have even went, go, gone on a deep run that year, but anyways, yeah, like it happens. Elite teams do miss the playoffs. I think San Jose missed a year before they went to the Cup final. Like it happens.
0: Hawks missed last year.
1: Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um,
0: if only Matisse Yanmark stayed, things would have been so much better.
1: What was it that Ben Pope said that Matthias Yanmark always got thrown out whenever they won <laughs> <laughs> for interviews? Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> um, here you go, Matthias Yanmark. Uh... Okay, so I did put out a tweet. This is gonna be your last thing that we go through. Just asking for Twitter questions. I got one question. Again, shout out to uh, at Maple Stitch because I know she's listening. Um, mm-hmm. are you letting expectations go for this season? I have my uh, answer. Yes.
0: For the Hawks? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like I don't really have anything. My only—I don't have expectations. I have hopes. My only hope is that Columbus doesn't get that pick. I know. Like if they can, the, like, get like a to a point where they're not giving them a top 10 pick, you know, it's... That's literally the only yeah. hope that I have. Expectations, I have absolutely none because they could do anything this year. There's no reason to expect anything specific from them. There's
1: you know, no I don't reason. want expectations. I want a direction of for this team. That's a good way to put it.
0: That's a good view.
2: I got, I got expectations. I expect them to be the eighth worst team in the league because that's what they always end up being. That's right. <laughs> a- they're gonna positively regress to the eighth worst team in the NHL. That's Even what they do. Agrees. They stink. Don't ever freaking forget it. But yeah, um, yeah. I also got a question into a top so
1: pick or top ten pick that would be nice. But I yeah, just want, honestly, I want like, to know by the end of the season what this team is doing. Are they gonna? rebuild you know like and i think we're gonna get it soon like by clo- we got it we got to know close to the trade deadline what this team we is doing Kyle
0: D. We Kyle
2: you'll D. know by february the us. best you'll Kyle know after the olympics H.
1: in the nhl yeah
0: the olympics that's a yeah i think we should set that as like the uh like that's a really good like place to uh expect something out of it Like, it, it, just anything you said and i guess my question is what do you what do you expect them to uh what direction do
2: you expect them to go? I hope I'm a
0: betting man. I'd say Kyle Davidson wants to uh, retool.
1: I do too. I like I, really I, I genuinely go, believe in. He seems in,
0: like a guy who doesn't want to force things.
1: Yeah, I genuinely believe in Kyle Davidson. If they keep him as the GM and maybe even hire like someone like Jeff Gordon as like uh, hockey operations, I do think there could be a scenario where they try to rebuild and we see guys like Hoopalik and Strom out the door to get more features yeah. and stuff. And. Try to retool, but again, I I got to see. They probably don't
0: move Taves and Kane by any. No, I don't think they they do.
1: Like that would have to take something
0: drastic to happen. Objectively, like I'm talking, like oh, if you're if you're NHL thing, forget the whole Kyle Beach thing. I still think Taves would be a. That's somebody who I would consider moving.
1: Oh, if you're an NHL 22 GM, you trade them. Hell, hell you retain half and say, huh, I'll get your best prospect and a first and a decent player back for that, you
2: know? At
0: least for Kane. Yeah. I don't know about he Taves. I'd but... I, I move Taves. I don't know if you get all that back. I'd move Taves, though. Kane, i don't can't keep just because that's your best player. You,
2: they're you not know, moving they're either of them.
0: Oh, we not. know that. They're not. Well, they're not. I wouldn't move saves, though.
2: It's not even that. It's just the new GM's not going to have the balls to no move two franchise cornerstones. No. And if he does, good on him. But I just don't <laughs> see that happening.
0: I, I would love to see a move that, that, uh, it wouldn't even be arrogant. It would just be, you know, like you said, ballsy. It's a business move. Guts. Yeah. No, it'd be nice <laughs> to see something like that. But yeah, no, I, I think they're going to head in the direction of rebuilding. Pierce, uh, what do you think?
1: I agree with that. Like it just, I don't know. Like, just from what I've seen and heard from Kyle Davidson, it just doesn't seem like someone who's going to, like, okay, let's go trade more futures and try to, like, make the team a competitive, like competitive team. I feel like.
0: He seems mature. Yeah. He seems I, mature I feel like. Calculate
1: about this. I do feel like he's going to be the GM going forward because. It just feels like since he was allowed to fire Colton, you're gonna let him mm-hmm. like only be like an interim GM for just that year, and you're gonna fire Col- like I don't think they would let him make a decision like that and just be like, okay, you're not the 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 full time GM anymore, you know? Yeah, I'm
0: sorry, but being being the interim GM of an original six team and getting to fire a coach, I don't think that's nothing. Like I and I, I think that's a big and that was all
1: him too. I was in like ownership being like, okay, we're
2: not yeah. doing so, well fire this. Guy. I still think ownership had a say in that. I confidently a little do. bit, yeah, but. I feel- you're telling me Rocky Ward sees that massive decline in ticket sales and doesn't tell the interim GM, Hey, listen, we got something else we need to do too. Because to be fair, you can't fire Carlton when you fire Bowman. That doesn't make any logical sense. But the writing was on the wall that Carlton no, was gonna get killed. So was- I don't say I don't think that was a Davidson call. I just feel like they had to wait long enough to fire him. That's just my opinion. I I think Wurtz kind of gave him the nudge, like, you need to get this shit done right now. Because this team's going to start losing sales like a fucking wildfire if they don't. And they are. So... uh (sighs) I don't know. I just, I don't see that. Like I know Kyle Davidson said it's his call. I still think that's a front office thing. That's just them waiting long enough to fire Carlton. But, oh, um, there too. Yeah. They were going to allow Bowman fire
1: another guy like that Carlton or hire yeah. another guy. Carlton was his guy. Bowman was his biggest supporter. Now that he's gone, like there's no safety blanket or whatever. Like exactly. there's no one supporting
2: the him. writings on the wall.
1: But I don't know. I still think Kyle D- Davidson's going to be the gem going forward.
2: Yeah, they'll probably hire a president, like you said. We'll see, though. Like I don't Jeff know. Gordon, no, we'll know no, by the deadline, like we said, multiple times. Just that's what it comes down to. So the last question I have is from Nick. He said, um, since we're almost a quarter of the way through the season, this is league-wide because the Blackhawks' question would make no sense for. Um, who has been the most impressive, in your opinion? And then who do you think has been the best, biggest disappointment? This could be in terms of teams, players. I don't um, well, the biggest disappointment for teams is the Chicago Blackhawks because they are a effing tire fire. So
1: Yeah, and they should be. I would put the them as disappointment for off-ice things. Like, I think...
2: Everything. everything. That Just is eff- true,
0: but I think they're the biggest disappointment in terms of the on-ice, too. Like, dude, what team is, like, going at what they were expected to be and what they are, what team dropped off harder? Because I can't imagine anybody else did. Like, the Rangers aren't great, but they don't expect them to be great.
2: Islanders are the only other team, and they have an excuse because they're banged up the shit. Exactly. That's the only other one that would be a disappointment
0: too, like you said, thirteen game road trip, and they're injured. There's like, and again, benefit of the doubt, dude. They've look what they've done. It's hard to really say they're disappointing when you know that they can probably turn it
2: on pretty quickly.
0: I'd um, argue.
2: I'd argue like there's two more disappointments. I'd say uh, Montreal one of them for me. Oh yeah, Vancouver is definitely one of them. That is, they should not be as bad as they are. If you're, you're so right. This is like, the worst, but
0: LA is a bit disappointing for me. I really thought they were going to be. I really yeah, they going to be up there.
1: I. Well, they are. They're winning games. Like they're not too far out, so I'm not necessarily disappointed. Exactly.
2: Either. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Oh, no, they have eight wins. Sorry. I, I have my biggest. I have my <laughs> biggest surprise. You so, probably know what it is. Anaheim.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh biggest disappointment. For me, overall, might be Dallas. Dallas is they, another good they one. Need yeah, better than this. Rick Bonus has been—he's got to be head. fired. What an idiot! That Didn't decision
1: with Riley Tufty alone should get no, you fired. No, but...
0: what an actual dipshit! No, he should be gone. That you don't make a choice like that as a coach—you don't do that—and still
1: come back the next day and be like, "Hey guys, we got a we got a game no. to play here."
0: No, I don't know how that. No, works. he got so much praise during the bubble, and I've really been a fan of him as a coach. You know, for the little while he's been one. For Dallas and that just any good grace he had for me as a fan and I would think for that locker room has got to be gone it's got to be gone how how do you as a teammate how do you like you know how do you fucking feel about that oh our, our coach just completely screwed over one of the young guys in maybe the biggest game of his entire life so far
1: in front of family. And then they got yeah. destroyed seven or two
0: after listen. I don't know. I know. I understand business and all that, but like these guys, like, these are still human beings. You could have earned
1: some good, like graces from the players, even if you didn't win, like, but no, you couldn't even do that. Hockey's fantastically impressively confusing for a sport that prides itself on character.
2: Oh yeah. Also,
0: I'm looking at it, it's crazy how much better like right now the Atlantic is than everybody else.
2: It's how it always world, is though. It's gross. Oh,
0: Calgary's
1: uh, kind of a surprise too,
0: but big surprise, big surprise.
1: Yeah, I felt like they could have made, like made a run at a playoff spot. I I just feel like Anaheim's a bigger surprise to me because I felt they they're gonna be like in the b- battling for like Shane Wright and
0: for me Troy Terry's a surprise and that's a that's a cop out answer. Those running really gets left.
1: Like the fact he's mm-hmm. come back and he's like point per game, even though I think mm-hmm. I think he only has one goal and the rest it, are assists.
0: And a lot of us thought he was going to retire. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to be a golden Knight. That's what I thought. Like yeah, I thought he was going to get traded
1: Knight. or signed somewhere else. But now he's stuck to Anaheim, and it looks like he's made the right choice so far. Hell, oh, he could even I get moved at
0: this deadline. So, hey, I was going to say, I know Vegas has Eichel, but imagine, imagine Anaheim—they kind of regress, they fall back to earth, and they're out of the playoffs. Do you think Getzlav gets moved to Vegas? One-two nope. punch, Eichel, Getzlav. come on. Come um, on. It
1: would
2: be, no, be cool to Getslav see. hasn't been like moved the last two happen. years. There's not a chance in hell he moves this year. That's all I'm going to say. If they're out of the playoffs. They've been out of the playoffs the last two years, and he still didn't move. They no, were worse the last two years, and he still didn't move. The guy's not leaving Anaheim. That's all I'm I saying. Wanted. Like you really gotta remember this shit with people yeah. who have been with their organization for more than 15 years. They're not gonna want to leave. It's a legacy thing at that point. That's why I still am on the belief that Taves and K aren't leaving. It's a it's yeah. a freaking, it's a legacy thing at this point. And it's yeah. the same with Getzlaff It's the same with um oh fuck, who's the other one? It was like the same with Tatsuk and Zetterberg in Detroit. Like yeah. they you you what is it? Like you go down with the ship almost type thing. And if he could see the re- renaissance, I really don't think he's going to want to leave that, especially right now when all the kids are starting to click. That's just my thing. And even if it does slow down, I still don't think he wants to leave. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, well, the fact he would get in the way of it. He would absolutely get in the way of it. Who's, um, Anaheim is an interim GM right now, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's like Jeff Solomon or something. I yeah. And, you know, is.
0: yeah. And if he's around, I, I, yeah, to your point, Shimini, there's no way that to he's your point a franchise player. Yeah, yeah, like,
2: damn it. And then also, the my biggest surprise is the Minnesota Wild, honestly, because <laughs> the Minnesota Wild are doing this, and Kirill Kaprizov's not the main reason they're doing it right now. Like, Ryan Hartman's their leading point getter. Um, Stop. they like Marcus no. Foligno's having a fantastic <laughs> season. All <laughs> their defensive acquisitions that I was questioning are I've all fit in wonderfully in uh, Dean Nevison's system um i know jared spurgeon just got banged up but i feel like they can work around that in a way i feel like matt dumba has had a little bit of a resurgence in a way and think about this they're in first place with all this and kevin fiala has not gotten started whatsoever
1: right so it nine goals <laughs> right it's just a, it's just a team effort it's a they play that kind of defensive
0: game where buying to the not, system yeah um, honestly there's so many, like there are guys in that team where i like hartman i wouldn't take hartman on the blackhawks because he's not going to do this anywhere else at least I mean, not he's done it on the
2: black cars. <laughs> For being honest, yeah. But, but um,
0: no, dude. Like, it's a system team. It's it's great, man. That's a, that's a team team.
2: Team team. We team love team, team teams.
0: Boy. We are a team team. Yeah, we are I, a team I, team. I, 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 can you tell? Like, I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> no, I mean, Kaprizov is their team.
2: leading point getter, but like, he's starting to heat up. They have. Eight guys with at least ten points, and two of them are like Alex Goligoski has twelve points this year.
0: What? I remember I being remember yeah, like wanna, what the hell are they doing? I'm gonna roll like, leading, leading
2: scores for them. You got Caprizov. Brandon Duhaney or Brandon Duhame has seven points, bro. Who the <laughs> fuck is that guy? <laughs> that is he, Mark Mark donk. Donk.
0: Huh? I looked him. I, I I saw his first goal, and the the interview with him, and you know that that whole thing. I just assumed that he was some like you know young prospect that you know he's coming up whatever. He doesn't even have that many like that much production in the AHL at all. Mm-hmm. And now he's got seven points in eighteen games. That's not bad at all. And he was scoring pretty like consistently at first. I'm sure he'll like he probably will just fall back to earth. But still, Remy Nicole- like has seven points in nine games. Sorry,
2: they got a hat trick too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, the craziest part with the Wild is that the, they're it's not the goaltending this year. Like, Cam Talbot is a 9.05. Uh is having a real rough start to the season. He's got like an 8.70. Ooh, um, ooh. Like, they aren't doing it with goaltending like they were last year. This is a four-line effort every night from their team, and it, you really got to tip your cap. And I feel like we talked about it last year a good bit that Dean Evison should have been a Jack Adams finalist. Um, he sure. might be in that conversation again this year because he might be at the top sure. of the Central when it's all said and done. So, just I'm really impressed by what the Wild are doing right now.
0: Dmitri Kulikov has seven
2: points. You see what I mean, dude? Like, who would have freaking thought when they signed Dmitri Kulikov, he would fit in so well? Like you said, and the, the Golagoski one is like just silly. It's goofy. It's silly. 11 assists
0: and a goal. Kevin Fiala, okay, listen, I know he hasn't got, he's not had the best start. He's got points it. in 18 games.
2: Yeah, just wait till he gets going.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel like this happens every Fiala year with Kevin strong. Fiala, where he has like a rough start and then he just second like half, has like warrior. Great second half.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, his shooting percentage goes up to like thirty percent. second half, he's
0: it again and then he just turns it on. Marcus Foligno has twelve points, his seven goals and five assists. I saw a thing with Marcus Foligno Gross. on Team Canada.
1: I forget where it was from, and I'm pretty sure, at least I hope it was a joke. But
0: I can't wait till Marcus yeah, it was probably was a Center and then Taves doesn't make the team. Which means Marcus Foligno is better than Johnson Taves.
1: Well, I don't think any both of them should make the team anyway. Split.
2: No. needs to score a fucking goal.
0: But yeah, Uh, so
2: that was that question.
0: They have Marcus Foligno on their power play. I love that. It's working. Yeah, he tipped in a goal. Tipped in a goal against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So can't complain. Did you see that insane comeback they had? Versus mm-hmm. Tampa, they lost in the shootout. Oh my god, man! We talk about playing by playing by committee, playing mm-hmm. for each other. That's what you get. In games like that. All
2: right. I don't
1: know if you guys saw this, but apparently Matt Nagy is catch-
2: coaching his last game on last Thursday. Game. Yes, I sir. don't. I believe it when I see it. That's bullshit. Like that's fair. That's P- fair. Pierce, I I've seen the in the last like decade i have seen the mark trustman bears lose by 45 to the packers on national television and he still didn't get fired i have seen the starting quarterback and the starting wide receiver in an interview literally tell them both tell each other to go fuck themselves and with that amount of locker room like you know animosity and shit still didn't get fired till the end of the year i i I, i'll believe it when i see it he won't get fired till the end of the year that's all i'm gonna say about that it just feels like it's a
1: jeremy colton thing you'll believe it when you see it
2: Hundred percent. Yeah, and that uh, doesn't make
1: sense. Yeah, we're gonna bring him back for one more game, and then he's gone. Like what he has. Uh, the I
0: think it's a Thanksgiving thing. I think it's you don't want to fire him right before Thanksgiving game.
1: What does he deserve to? <laughs> the
2: oh no, it's not about him. It's about the team. It's about fucking the team. Loser. It's about
0: the team. I feel no. it's like about the team.
2: The Bears okay, are the perfect description.
0: That, that I'm fucking defending the owners. Go ahead, Well
2: The Bears are the perfect uh, organization. They're an organization that's known for sitting on their hands when they shouldn't. And they've done it for the last three decades with Ted Phillips running that thing as the president. And like I have come to the point in my life where I will not like accept change with that team until the president's gone, or as bad as it sounds, one of the McCaskeys croaks because it's Guess just how it's going to happen. She's like ninety five and she won't make any changes. That was like so,
1: man, wasn't that like the Blackhawks? I'm story sorry, from Bill works like, how, too. Like, yep.
0: How should a ninety five year old like that she's not even like a football person at all it's not even like a she's not even a hockey man you know she's not she's a a, hockey guy kind of insight and these people are making choices on these teams i'm sorry why is a 95 year old white lady making choices for this team like that's that's fucking ridiculous and that's just but that's but that's ownership so what am i complaining about sorry i just think that's fucking ridiculous
1: yeah, well, I
0: think... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I just... I I think about this now and then. Fuck the McCaskies, dude. What a joke.
2: I, I'm I'm just done with the Bears, dude. Like, they... Yeah. Justin Fields gets hurt. And... Uh, Bring in the oh, I just Heights have Bears. no reason to care for the team anymore. Cole Max done for the rest of the year with an ankle injury? Like... Yeah. I, just, I don't care. I don't care about that. Should it's you? whatever. Like the bear I'm just so apathetic towards the Bears now, it's not ridiculous. I really year. hope the Blackhawks don't get to that point with me because I hate the way the Bears have made me. It's not fun. Like it's unbearable. Yes. And it's the worst part too, because we're not even the worst team in the NFL. Like you could be worse. You could be a Lions fan. Which is crazy to think about that it can still be worse than this. Dude, this We've never had a four thousand yard passer in our history, Pierce. Ever. You know how easy it is for quarterbacks to throw for four thousand yards now. Oh, my fucking god! All right, we need to end this podcast before I start going on a Bears rant. <laughs> I, <man>. say, <laughs> I shouldn't have brought that up oh, because yeah, I'm no. going to give
1: Schmidt a heart attack yeah. and end the show.
2: When breaks, I just
0: kind of wither away. I just kind of... I'm like, yeah. Up.
1: What's what's four thousand yards? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know what
0: he says, about like Pierce has no idea what he's talking about. No, I have a, I have a decent
1: grasp, but yeah. Anyways, I think uh, I think I
0: know what yarns are. I think they're like three Yarns, yards,
1: aren't yeah. they the stuff that cats play with? Stuff and Stevie plays with. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Stevie plays with Oh, Stevie. to oh, o to, oh, to be a cat. Just Stevie could pass yard. for like three thousand on the Bears easily. Mm-hmm. Stevie oh, has the, the starting cornerback. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <Stevie>, cornerback <laughs> for the Bears. What?
1: we found justin fields replacement while he's out my cat anyways
0: um thank y'all for tuning in and enjoy your tuesday y'all peace out